Welcome, everybody. My name is Mikal Nasrani, and this is Islam for Christians. Episode 24, Hadith, the Mujahideen, every 100 years. This month's Hadith is from Abu Dawood, number 4291. The Prophet said, Allah will raise for this community at the end of every hundred years the one who will renovate its religion for it. In Arabic, this person, this renovator, this renewer that's going to come every hundred years is called the Mujadid, which means one who brings renewal. This isn't an official title. You know, there are no officially sanctioned Mujadids. And who the Mujadid is for each Islamic century is open for debate, usually among historians. These people tend to be great scholars like Al-Ghazali or Ibn Taymiyyah, but not everyone sees it this way, this typical Mujadid as the sober Islamic scholar. Some people view this figure in much more dramatic terms, looking for a political figure or a warrior, someone who shakes things up and renews Islam by violence if necessary. And this was certainly the case for the most recent Islamic century. Um, just to clarify a few things here, the Muslim year is a lunar year, which is a bit shorter than a solar year. Therefore, a Muslim century is not 100 years as we know it. It's roughly 97 years. The latest Muslim century began in November 1979. Now, full disclosure here, I was not alive in 1979, but from what I've read, it was a pretty tumultuous year, particularly in the Muslim world, and that is not a coincidence. There were two major religious events that rocked the Muslim world in 1979, and I'm only including blatantly religious events in this. Yes, Egypt signed a peace treaty with Israel. That was amazing. Pakistan executed its prime minister. The Soviets invaded Afghanistan. Saddam Hussein rose to power. But those were political events, and they certainly couldn't be linked to anyone's claim to be the Mujahideen. Well, maybe Saddam made that claim. It's possible, although I've never seen evidence that he did. But really, what are the odds that a secular sociopath like Saddam Hussein would ever be considered a Mujahideen? It's laughable on its surface, even if he did think he was going to be the next Saladin. So the two events I want to focus are focus on are one, the return in Iran of Ayatollah Khamenei and the establishment of that Iranian theocracy that we know is still there today. And number two, the storming of the Grand Mosque in Mecca. So first we'll go with uh, Ayatollah Khamenei and what happened in Iran in 1979. The Shah, the previous autocratic ruler of Iran, complete with a creepy seeker police and the whole authoritarian works, was not known as a very good Muslim. It wasn't just his extravagance and, let's face it, theft of Iranian treasure. It was his forced secularization of Iran, and that really laid the groundwork for the Iranian revolution. He banned the Muslim head covering. He secularized the schools. He forbade the clerics from wearing traditional garb and even licensed a liquor store in the holy city of Qam. The idea was to turn Iran into a great Western-style power. He wanted Tehran to be a new Paris. 
It wasn't crazy, actually. Ataturk had done this in Turkey following the collapse of the Ottoman Empire. But Iranians are not Turks, and this was not 1920. But the Shah was a pretty aloof and a clueless guy. He didn't have any idea what the Iranian population was capable of, and he certainly didn't give any thought to the coming new Islamic century. Now, this was all great news for Ayatollah Khomeini, who wrote a popular wave of discontent and surprising indifference from the Carter administration here in the United States to displace the Shah. Khomeini became the supreme leader of Iran on December 3rd, 1979, less than two weeks into the start of the new Muslim century. The key description of the Mujahideen is the word renewal, and the rise of Khomeini did give hope to Islamists across the Muslim world. There were no further Islamist revolutions, though. Uh, the closest might be the establishment of Hezbollah in South Lebanon shortly thereafter. And Iran found itself immediately engaged in an ugly slugfest with Iraq, which would include mass casualties and chemical weapons over eight years of bloody horror. But for a moment, anything seemed possible. The post-colonial cry of Islam is the answer was, in at least one country, finally realized. And then we have the storming of the Grand Mosque in Mecca. While the rise of Khomeini was arguably coincidence, the storming of the Grand Mosque in that year was deliberately planned to be on the first day of the new Islamic century, late November 1979, and it was executed by someone who actually claimed to be the Mujahideen. He also claimed to be the Mahdi, an Islamic apocalyptic figure. This was an act related to religion, but also politics. The rebels hoped to establish a theocracy that would, in turn, bring about the apocalypse. Uh, just for the record, even at this time, the Quran was the constitution of Saudi Arabia, I believe. But they wanted an even more conservative government in Saudi Arabia, and really the larger area as well. Yet what they were about to do violated all kinds of Islamic sensibilities, almost as like they didn't think it through. For those who don't know, the Grand Mosque isn't just some amazing mosque. It's what surrounds the Kaaba in Mecca. This is the Masjid al-Haram. It is holy ground, and they were also doing this in the holy month of Muharram. Even Muhammad's opponents in the early days of Islam hesitated to violate these, these things, and those were pagans. Anyway, the rebels planned to seize the mosque, take hostages, and take down the government. Really, it was a dumb plan, full of wishful thinking rather than any actual political planning. But the movement was full of zealots and students from Saudi seminaries and things like that. Weeks before the event, the group managed to smuggle in some automatic weapons with the help of some sympathetic to their cause and former buddies in the National Guard. They seized the mosque before the first morning prayer of the new year, killing the local policemen and seizing pilgrims as hostages. And this was no small group of militants. We're talking around 500 people. What followed was a two-week siege, and the Masjid al-Haram slowly turned into the Alamo from American folklore. The Saudis even enlisted French help with this, with a twist. Uh, four French commandos made a quickie conversion to Islam, because non-Muslims are not allowed in the city of Mecca, let alone near the Kaaba. 
Uh, hundreds of people ended up dying, but the insurgents were eventually ejected from the mosque. Clearly, this person was not the Mujahideen. Um, rule of thumb, if you think you're the Mujahideen, you are almost certainly not the Mujahideen. But the fake Mujahideen and his disciples certainly had an influence. Some of their initial demands, like the suspension of oil shipments to the United States, the remo removal of all foreign military advisors from the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, it did sound an awful lot like Osama bin Laden's demands a couple of decades later. And in a way, this event did change Islam in Saudi Arabia. The monarchy freaked out at this, understandably, and instituted an even more conservative government. Images of women were banned, and so was music. Films, too. So in a way, the seizure was a partial success. Unfortunately for the militants, they would lose their heads before they ever got a chance to see it. So, for the record, it's a bad idea to force yourself, through force of arms, into a Mujahideed title. If, for no other reason, then no one has ever done it. The Mujahideed for this century will be, almost surely, some scholar who spends 60 years reading, writing, and preaching. But I'm sure some others will try. The next chance is a ways off, though. November 28th, 2076. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time. Inshallah. Thank you for listening to Islam for Christians. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep this show ad-free, you can also visit my Patreon page and subscribe. I'm at patreon.com slash Islam for Christians. That's patreon.com slash Islam for Christians.